Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the very first mini-episode of Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and I'll be bringing you a truncated version of Cinematic Universe to bridge the two-week gap between our main episodes. Sadly, Seven James aren't here joining me for the minisodes, so you're stuck with just me as I give you my reactions to the comics that Seven James recommended that I read on last week's show. But before we get to that, let's take a look over the comic book movie news that has broken during the past week. Right, let's kick things off with some casting news. X-Men director Brian Singer tweeted this week that Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner, Mud, Joe and the Tree of Life star Ty Sheridan, and Alexandra Shipp, star of the upcoming Straight Outta Compton, have been cast as Jean Grey, Cyclops and Storm respectively in X-Men Apocalypse. Over on the small screen, CBS have found their Supergirl. Melissa Benoist, who you may know from Glee, or more recently a role in Whiplash, has been cast as Kara Zor-El. David Tennant has been confirmed to be joining the cast of AKA Jessica Jones as Kilgrave, aka the Purple Man, and Carl Urban has been linked to a villainous role in Aquaman, 300 Rise of an Empire director Noah Murrow and Mud director Jeff Nichols are the latest names to be linked with the director's chair there. Over in the MCU, Chiwetel Ejiofor has been sought for a lead role in Doctor Strange. Going back to Suicide Squad, which we spoke about on the last podcast, Jake Gyllenhaal has passed on the role of Rick Flagg, although now John Burnfall and Joel Edgerton are the names being linked. Joe Manganiello and Jason Clarke are rumoured for the role of Deathstroke in the movie. We've been told that Rick Flagg Sr. might possibly appear, possibly to be played by Ed Harris, and that Gary Sinise may possibly be appearing as General Eiling, or if other sources are to be believed, General Lane. We've also been told to maybe expect a potential Batman cameo in that film, which would set up a Batman standalone movie in the future, with the Joker as the main villain. Seb and James and I will be discussing some of that news on the next podcast, in addition to any news that breaks between now and then, and we'll certainly be talking about the new Fantastic Four trailer and poster that debuted this week. Let's move on to discussing the Daredevil recommendations that Seb and James gave me last week. We'll kick things off with Seb's recommendation, which is the Man Without Fear arc, a uh, five-issue miniseries written by Frank Miller, and uh, very obvious why Seb recommended this, in that it is a retelling of the Daredevil origin story, and one that seemed quite similar to the one that I'd watched in the movie. There were a few elements to the early origins that were slightly different, that weren't introduced in the movie, and then obviously as it, as it goes on, it, it becomes quite a different story. But it's certainly gave me more insight into the Daredevil origin and 
there was quite a bit of stuff in there that I thought, oh, wouldn't it be really interesting if the Netflix show um, introduced that or addressed these issues? So, for example, um, just the fact that Matt, after suffering his accident, is trained by somebody, by Stick, who will be a part of the Netflix series, which is encouraging, because there was one part of the movie that I did think was was uh, problematic, that the young Matt Murdock wasn't trained by anyone, that he just learned with a punch bag up on his roof to be Daredevil. Um, that's something I don't think you'd get away with in uh, superhero movies now, and uh, the Netflix show is obviously taking a cue there. Uh, but what I also loved was that a young Matt Murdock, or certainly not an adult Matt Murdock, turned to violence, proper violence, quite early. Not just beating up some bullies in an alley, but actually taking immediate retribution for the death of his father. So the fact that he went out there and uh, in this comic goes out there and hunts down and kills the people responsible for his father's death. But not only that, he discovers the peril of his powers at the same time in that he kills an innocent person. And that seems like a really... That seems like something that could be very important to a character. And it comes back to what Seb said on the podcast last week, that he, he was slightly uneasy with the facts of Daredevil just callously murdering a character in the opening reel. And as much as I defended that scene in the movie, I can completely understand what Seb was getting at after reading this, that murder should mean something to this character. It, it, it shouldn't be something that he takes lightly. Um, and in this origin story, it's certainly not. Another element that I that I really enjoyed here that I didn't think that the movie completely got was the fact that not only was Daredevil, is Daredevil the man without fear, but he's a man who, his stock in trade is to instill fear in his opponents. If he can make them scared, then that's half of the battle. And I, I really liked how we, we particularly saw him sticking up for Foggy against bullies at college and, uh, and really... Um, <laughs> I guess instilling the fear of God in them. I don't think that was completely absent from the film. Again, in that uh, when the film was at its best, in that first chase sequence where he uh, chases down the Joe Casada character, the Jose Casada character. But yeah, I certainly didn't get a sense of uh, the whole way through that film that Daredevil was was scaring his enemies, and that that's something that I really enjoyed here. Something that I wasn't so keen on was on the page was the use of Electra. Um, I don't know whether the character just didn't click for me, but um, after enjoying Jennifer Garner so much on screen, that might have a lot to do with me just liking Jennifer Garner. Uh, but yeah, the, Ele the Electra character didn't click for me on the page. The complete opposite, though, was Kingpin, who, in his very brief use in this, uh, is fantastic. He's introduced in this just stunning series of panels where we see him in the darkness massaging his boss's neck before snapping that neck and assuming power, assuming the uh, assuming the mantle of the kingpin in that in that one brutal move, and that's something I'd like to see more of in the Netflix show. Um, as much as I thought Michael Clark Duncan was great, certainly the theatrical cut doesn't delve into that brutality of that character at all. It's very succinctly got got across in those few panels that not only is kingpin a terrifying physical threat but he's also a very intelligent man and a very patient meticulous villain as well uh, and not to be taken lightly hopefully vincent d'onofrio can bring some of that to the role and i'll be honest uh, the last couple of issues felt a little bit less urgent to me a little bit less meticulous a little bit less vital to me those issues showed him less becoming the man he would be as actually being the man that he would be being daredevil so that was less interesting to me just from the perspective of coming at this as wanting an origin story on the other hand then we've got james's recommendation which was uh, kevin smith's eight issue arc guardian devil which 
again, I can completely see why James uh, recommended this to me after having seen the movie, wanting an introduction to this character. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, the Guardian Devil story revolves around a baby being brought to Matt Murdock and him being told to protect the baby because it was immaculately conceived and as a Catholic man... Matt Murdock knows exactly what that might mean. While at the same time, uh, he's approached by another person who tells him that it's the Antichrist and that he should kill the baby. And immediately, that was... Uh, that was <laughs> I was hooked. I thought, oh, this is a very interesting story. Um, and it became more and more clear why James had recommended this, because you essentially had a villain who was revealed to be Mysterio, who has identified Matt and gone, Daredevil, you're a, you're a kindred spirit to me, you're a B-level hero, I'm a B-level villain, and... Um, I'm going to deconstruct everything that makes you tick. I'm going to find all your pressure points and push them and see if that isn't the way to beat you, uh, which is a, which is a fantastic way to get to know a character. Um, it was a, a really great recommendation from James. And also just as a movie fan, seeing something written by Kevin Smith was particularly interesting to me. I really liked that this was a, around the same time as Dogma. I can only imagine all the uh, religious stuff that was going around in Kevin Smith's mind at the time. Him being Kevin Smith, this is is very, very wordy. And also, he can't resist the in-jokes. That's Kevin Smith. Um, I get it. There was a Goodwill Hunting reference uh, at one point I saw, and Jay and Silent Bob made a brief cameo at the bottom of one of the pages. But then another thing that I really liked was that Kevin Smith would be drawn to a villain like Mysterio, who is, who is uh, I believe, a traditionally a Spider-Man villain. That Mysterio would appeal to a filmmaker made a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, I really enjoyed watching Mysterio, even before you know that his identity is Mysterio, really getting under the skin of Matt. And in one of the things that James said last week, of one of the most interesting stories, types of stories, the theme that you can address through Daredevil is the religion and the idea of the Catholic guilt that Matt has. And I thought that Kevin Smith explored that really well. In terms of some of the specific things that actually occur during the story, the Karen Page stuff didn't kind of entirely hit home for me because... That's kind of the first I'd seen of the character or heard of the character outside of the one line she has in the Daredevil movie. So she didn't really mean a lot to me. So her death and her relationship with Matt, as much as the comic tried to get across that it was important, I I didn't know that. I was just being told that it was. On the other hand, <laughs> Black Widow, uh, Natasha Romanoff, in the, few, in the few issues that she appears in, I really liked that character. I really liked her relationship with Matt Murdock. Um, and... I kind of feel like I have to I have to hunt down more comics where they're in together, or at least see whether Black Widow is that good when she's on her own. Um, that was really great. Um, it was fun to get a first glimpse at Doctor Strange. Um, I've, I've read comics that have had Black Widow in before, and I've read comics that have had um, Spider-Man in before, who also shows up later in the story. But I've never read anything with Doctor Strange in. Um, so that was really fun. It was perhaps the most bonkers sequence of the whole thing. And actually the sequence that had me wondering whether... Uh, maybe this comic was going to stray into unfamiliar territory that maybe the baby really could be Christ or the Antichrist. That Who knows what can happen when you've got Doctor Strange meddling with the astral plane. Maybe heaven and hell are a thing. Um, and then the other character who I <laughs> enjoyed seeing on the page for the first time was Bullseye. Uh, I'm not sure about his costume. Is that his costume all the way through? It's a bit naff. I preferred Colin Farrell with the bald head and the leather jacket, personally. Um, but again, I, I liked uh, that Bullseye... The Bullseye fight in the church seemed to me to surely have influenced the Bullseye fight in the church that we see in the movie. Colin Farrell's Bullseye, I could, I could kind of see a bit of the same personality on the page as there is in the movie. So that was another element of the comic I enjoyed. 
Um, and I think what I'm, I'm really getting at here is from both of these comics, they felt like very different stylistically, but man, I really enjoyed both of them. I wonder whether I'm a Daredevil fan. I think I might be. And um, I'll, I'll leave this to Seven James to correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, a nice middle ground based on my little bit of research between The Man Without Fear and Guardian Devil seems to be Frank Miller's Born Again arc from the 80s. I, I think if I read some more Devil, Daredevil, that's where I'm going to go, unless Seven James tell me otherwise. But that, that, sounds like, that sounds like it would be right up my alley based on this. So, yeah, that, that's my reactions to the two Daredevil arcs that Seven James recommended me last week. I'm going to be doing this every week, reacting to what Seven James have recommended me. But hopefully, as the weeks go on, if you guys, if you listeners at home want to interact with us a bit to let us know you know, what you thought of our discussion of the movie, if you thought we missed anything, what you thought of the recommendations that Seven James gave me, uh, your thoughts on those comics in particular, what you think they should have recommended to me, what you think I should be reading on Daredevil, or if you're a newbie to the comics like I am and you want to read along at home and then tell me what you think, do that as well. Interact and that will all become part of this segment. I really hope that this can become like a dialogue as... Uh, as the podcast goes on. So I guess it would make sense at this point then to tell you how you can get in contact with us at Cinematic Universe. You can find us on Twitter at CU underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cinematic Universe pod. Or you can send us an email at cinematicuniversepod at gmail.com. So get in touch with us any of those ways. Now, to continue listening to the show, um, first of all, thank you to everyone who's downloaded or subscribed already. If you do want to be a subscriber, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, you can also just head to cinematicuniverse.libsyn.com where you'll be able to find our RSS feed and subscribe directly there. I'd also at this point just like to give a quick shout out to the podcast who I actually borrowed the idea of doing these off-week mini-episodes from, which is a wonderful podcast called How Did This Get Made, which I'm sure you're already li all listening to and is fantastic. So once again, thank you everybody for listening and to everybody who's already subscribed. Just a reminder, we'll be back next week with our second full episode with Seven James for our discussion of Tim Burton's 1989 film Batman. See you all then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.